Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Last First Date Radio, featuring interviews with experts in dating, relating, and mating in midlife. And now, here's your host, Sandy Weiner. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Last First Date Radio, the place to be for creating healthy, lasting relationships, especially in midlife, because life is not over at 40, 50, 60, and beyond. And really, that's a great segue to the person I'm going to be speaking with today, because she believes in having your most amazing life after 50. Her name is Kathy Mines. She is an author, and she calls herself a woman of joy, interested and interesting. So we're going to have a lot of fun today. And before I bring Kathy on, I just want to say that I feel like I was born again after 50. I was getting divorced and looking for a way to play a bigger game. And as a result, I left a career in art, in in painting furniture and doing all kinds of art my whole life and being everybody else's supporting role, the person who supported my ex-husband and his career, to find what really lit me up. And what lit me up was life coaching. I became certified, and then I became a dating coach for women over 40 because I didn't want them to make the same mistakes that I had made my whole life. And I wanted to to have them know what was possible. Like having real toe-curling love is possible, but first we have to value ourselves. We have to love ourselves enough to play bigger, to speak up more powerfully, and to stand up for the things that matter most to us. And in short, I call this being a woman of value. And every week, I bring you a tip on how to become that woman of value. This week's tip is forgive yourself and others. This took me a very long time, but I used to hold on to anger and think that it was righteous to be angry at somebody who did me wrong. But the truth is, and somebody once pointed this out to me, it's like drinking poison and hoping the other person dies. It hurts us if we just keep holding on to anger at somebody who hurt us. Hurt us. So it's not condoning. It's not saying what you did was okay. But it's, it's just saying, I'm going to move on. I'm not going to let this hold me back. And also learning to have compassion for the person who did you wrong because they're usually hurting themselves. So what's one step you can do today to forgive yourself and forgive other people. So don't forget the yourself part because we often beat ourselves up like crazy. And enough of that already. Uh, So before I bring on Kathy and her fun segment, I also wanted to invite any woman over 40 who is single or in a relationship and would like to be part of an incredibly supportive community where no man bashing is allowed, come and join us over at Your Last First Date on Facebook. It's called Your Last First Date. And so many women have come to my group from this podcast. So thank you to all the women who've joined us and let everybody know this is an amazing group. It's highly monitored by eight amazing monitors. And the conversation is is just not just juicy and wonderful, but we don't allow it to go off the rails, which is very different from a lot of other groups. So if you want a safer space, to really explore who you are after 40 as you're looking for your your true love and your last first date, come and join us at your last first date. And now for my amazing guest today, Kathy Mines 
it's her passion to inspire a love-your-life attitude through yoga and meditation and through intimate speaking engagements. She's the director of wellness at Reach Yoga and the founder of the United Hearts of Allies Project. She's passionately living her third act, and she's loving her life's work in Toronto, Canada. She's a certified yoga instructor, and she's a graduate of the Transformational Arts College Spiritual Psychotherapy Program and a delegate at the Resonance Academy. These sound like amazing places. She also received a certified Peace Ambassador Certification, and that was one of her greatest achievements. So join me now for episode 342, Enthusiasm for Life and Love After 50, The Eight Sacred Responsibilities. Welcome, Kathy. Hello, Sandy. Wow. Hi. Good to be with you today. Be with you in spite of your giant snowstorm. (laughs) Isn't that hilarious of old days? I know. Um, Sandy, I, 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 you know, I know this is supposed to be about me, but your <laughs> Women of Value group makes me so happy. And, you know, since you and I have been connected, you know, getting this um, interview together and uh, being on this, I've been listening to all your podcasts, loving how you start all of them, um, welcoming us into that group. And I really feel that these are sister communities all over the, the world that we can all be tapped into. And I, I just really want to point out and honor how fired up I get to know about this community you have. It's fantastic. Oh, thank you. I think we are missing community so much in this crazy world we live in today. And I, I just was talking to a man that I met, and he, he was saying that we were talking about religion, organized religion, and so many people are moving away from religion. But one of the things that religion did so beautifully is to bring people together in community. So if we're rejecting religion and adapting spirituality instead, where do people turn? And I think these these groups and retreats and workshops are such an amazing place for especially women and men, because I've had men on who talked about the value of men's groups. I think we all need groups. I think we all need a safe space to to really talk about the things that we're going through where we'll be accepted and not judged. <clears throat> yeah, that's an excellent conversation to be having and, and really, really true. Yeah, people being able to find a place where they can be their authentic selves and express their their creativity and their thoughts and, and be interested and interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. I, I once saw a guy's profile online who said that. It was the first time I saw that I'm interested and interesting. And I thought, you know, we all should aim to be both, right? It's it's good to be curious and open, um, but also live your best life. So let's talk about that part, the juicy part of yeah. life after 50. And you call it sacred responsibility. So um Define that. I know some people had a had a problem with the word responsibility. I think you said in your book. So, talk about the sacred yeah. responsibility and why you have eight of them. Yeah. Well. Okay. We'll break it down. What I what I say is a sacred responsibility is a highly valued course of action towards personal happiness that is regarded with reverence, a moral obligation to respond to life in ways that increase our life force and vitality. 
So that is what I've decided. I've defined sacred responsibility as I'm, you know, as I was creating the book, uh, because what really mattered to me is figuring out that we now know we're living 25 to 30 years longer than the people that have walked before us have lived, which is being gifted a full adult life, really. And mm-hmm. now if I want to live my life having the most joy, the most well-lived life I can, I know that I want to walk towards happiness. And within that, I want to take responsibility for it. Within that, I want to take sacred responsibility. And true, people, people get, they, they cringe at, at, at the word responsibility because people are tired themselves they um, I don't know what has happened somewhere between all of our abilities to be able to communicate um, it's overwhelmed people there's just so many people places and things to be going to and connecting with that when they hear responsibility it it kind of freaks them out and I really want to reestablish that enthusiasm for taking responsibility in your life be responsibility uh, responsible sorry for your happiness walk towards those mm. things and just get excited, get fired up about it. That's really the first step to get fired up. And this eight sacred responsibilities, how I chose them. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, I was going through a whole bunch of old journals. I'm, I'm, I'm the person that uh, I actually have a, a girlfriend's uh, daughter that I'm going to pass my journals down to when I die. That, Cause I think my notes are all so much fun and great. And I noticed for years and years and years, I've been making notes about sacred responsibility. And I was looking at them on the weekend and how they kind of morphed. So I don't really know in the end how I decided that these were the eight sacred responsibilities that mattered most to me. Um, But I've gotten here and it's been a process. The eight sacred responsibilities are self-care, to rise and shine, to know yourself, to collaborate, honor your intuition, create and play, relax and celebrate, and gratitude. And gratitude because without that, none of the other sacred responsibilities will really hold. We want to have gratitude. Absolutely. I I love them. And I, I think, you know, the word responsibility can sound like get your panties up in a knot, but um I, I, you know, I was just talking to my son about this, that taking responsibility for our emotions, for example, is, yeah. it's maturity. It's, it's, it's also not dumping that on somebody else. So, like, you freak out because you're tired. You take it out on somebody else. And you say, well, you know, I was tired. You know, that's not responsible. <laughs> um, it's, yeah, I mean, it could happen. But it's not responsible to make an excuse about it. It's responsible to apologize, and it's responsible to then practice self-care, which is what you're all about. So let's let's get into it. Um, I'm I'm making a list for the show notes, but let's let's um let's start with self-care and why why did you start there? Well, I I do think that. Um, it's the best place because it actually gets us to turn inward. I mean, of course, it's self. It's about self. And care uh, is, is definitely something loving to do for yourself. Um, it also does, people do kind of get into a thing much like responsibility. I don't have time for self-care. So I know there's that element there. 
but we really do need to, to start with caring for ourselves. And the first place that I, I really um, encourage people to start is beginning to honor what they do already. So as soon as people hear self-care, they, they think, oh, my gosh, I'm so busy. Where am I going to fit this in? And I look to remind people to start honoring what you're doing. You get up in the morning and you wash your face and you brush your teeth. Let that be a ritual of beauty. So switch it up. It is not just a quick activity to move you along anymore. This is the place you're going to take five minutes to wash your face and brush your teeth. Five minutes is an incredible time to honor yourself. If we honored ourselves five minutes a day, we are going to shift our attitude towards even, even how busy we think our schedules are. If we take that time, washing our face, brushing our teeth, and, and there's all those adorable things that you see online. People are like looking in the mirror going, I am great. I'm going to have a good day. There's all of those fun things to be doing. But if you break it down to the most simple thing, that you're going to get up and wash your face and brush your teeth and present yourself for the day, turn that into something you do with reverence and start to say, this is my self-care and I love myself. And then we start to kind of switch up our mindset that we don't have time for self-care because we do put it on to things like if we're not going off to the spa for the weekend, we must not have time for self-care. Um, if we're mm-hmm. not taking three yoga classes a week, you know, gee, I don't have time for self-care. And in the book, I really try to encourage us all to begin to honor the things we do already. When we drink water, right? like sipping that water, my goodness, our bodies respond like all our electricity starts getting back in line and we feel fabulous when we drink water. It clears our mind, all of that. It's, it doesn't have to be something that's, um, I don't know, almost like, you know, an afterthought. We, we're not mm-hmm. an afterthought. And everything that we are doing to move ourselves throughout our day is actually self-care. We've just kind of forgotten to honor those, those you know, first simple things. Our breathing. You wake up in the morning and you kind of take a big breath and you stretch a bit. I, I consider that a little mini yoga practice. You're breathing and stretching right in your bed. Honor that. Honor what you're already doing to start. Yeah, I, lo- I that's, love that. That's yeah, that's my, um, you know, my my first, you know, piece I want to say about self-care. And really, we're gently building resilience. It's hard for us to shift into self-care because we've got friends and family and responsibilities and things that we have really used our time to cultivate all of that support that we want to give. And it's easy to think, well, if I, if I, turn to self-care I I'm not you know having more time for these you know all my family and everybody that I'm looking after and actually it's it's starting to build resilience so that indeed you you feel well rested you feel happy you feel like you've drank enough water got a good night's sleep stretched a little breathed more deeply honored your face washing your teeth brushing and then you gently are building up this resilience so that when your people actually need you you will have cultivated a, a way to hold your energy so that you can a- actually be there for people when they really need you. We, we thin ourselves out so much because we actually put our noses in everybody's business until we're exhausted. And if we did a little bit of our own self-care, 
little self-honor, we, in, we would end up having more energy for them in the end. Does that make mm. sense? Absolutely. And I'm curious to know, because I, I totally, totally hear you on this. And, and I think so many of us as women put ourselves at the bottom of the list. Um, and I, I'm working yeah. on my new website called The Woman of Value. And I'm, I'll be working with women at work. And I already am working with some corporate women. And I, I really find that, um, like the story that I'm telling in my about page is really about my own dimming my light to make others shine. I think this is a very common thing. Like the last, you're the last on the to-do list. And what happens is everybody suffers. And so I'm curious to know if you grew up with a mother who did not practice self-care. You know, I hadn't thought about that. And so I could say yes and no both. Um, Because my mom did teach me about dancing. She taught me about travel mm. and she taught me about laughter. So she, she gave me some of my, the favorite parts of myself and what I, I believe is self-care, getting the music on and having a good time. Um, but she does come from an era where you, you, you get your job, you don't leave it, you go there, you're dedicated, and it doesn't matter if you love it or not. You don't, you know, this is the thing. It doesn't, doesn't matter if you're happy. It doesn't matter if you love your work. You go there and you're responsible to your responsibilities. So, mm-hmm. you know, I've kind of got a bit of both of these things. Um, and, and I am glad that I've kind of, um, you know, left the pack of that kind of thinking. I really got lucky working for good people in my life. And in turn, being self-employed the last 15 years that I love. So mm. I, I, wouldn't, I, I don't see myself, I mean, I'll do anything because I, I could find, I can make myself happy in pretty much any situation and I, and I enjoy working. So I, I'm very lucky that, you know, I, I pretty much, whatever the job is, I'm going to be happy to do it. But I also encourage people to, to do what they love and do what mm-hmm. lifts them up. So, I so agree, yeah. And I yeah, think a lot of people don't you, think they're a choice, right? That they feel was, that we're stuck, yeah. stuck here, right? I was just going to speak to that, and I, I teach corporate yoga classes all over the place. So I am mm. in their workplace where they're feeling they're most stressed, rushed, unappreciated, all these different things. And what I, I really like to encourage people is, remember, this is your art. So maybe it doesn't matter what your job is, if you're, you know, working at a desk on the computer, if you are cleaning um, offices, it doesn't matter whatever your job is, it's actually your art in that moment. And if you could get into it like it is your art, it's going to raise your energy levels. You know, and, and definitely we need to throw out any ideas that there is a hierarchy. You know, there's a lot of people still stuck in that, you know, um, that people just don't feel that we are all a bunch of equals and everybody just has their particular, you know, skills, their particular art that is contributing to a collaboration. Mm-hmm. Like really remember that we are part of a collaboration. Mm. This is going to be big. I think, you know, no yeah. one is, yeah no one's job is bigger or better than someone else's. Actually, I'm going to call BS on myself on that. 
because I actually <laughs> think, as I say that, I think the jobs that people's hearts are singing, those are the bigger, best jobs. Right. If your heart it's is singing in your job, you got a good the, job. Right. It's not about sitting in the C-suite <laughs> making the most money. It's really about loving right. what you do. And making a difference exactly. in people's lives, serving, being of service, uh-huh. and, and being well used. Yeah. So like when you talked about your and how you saw that there was a repeated theme, this is something you've been doing for years. And then you finally brought it out to light with this book um, to bring it to more people. But I find yeah. that there, there are themes that play in our lives. And if we pay attention, that really is the secret to how we need to serve other people because this is, this is part of our superpower. Um, and, and the other thing that I was thinking as you were talking about responsibility is that when you were talking about your mom, that she shared with you both the sacred and also the shoulds. You know, there, so there were the combination of both. So responsibility has, has like a continuum. On one end, it's, it's a lot of obligation, and on the other end, it's really honoring who you are. Um, can you speak to that? Yeah, that's something that. that just came, occurred to me when you were talking. Yeah. Um, and, and so did, did you say that she, honored, uh, she taught you about the sacred and the should? Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. <laughs> and, and because, yeah, so I, <laughs> that was a good one. I'm writing that down. Um, but yes, and, and even if we speak to like almost like the negative side that, oh, you get your job and it doesn't matter if you don't like it, you just go, go, go. That's just that age category of people that, um, you know, my mom happens to be in. But I actually love working. And it may very well be from her mentorship of that. I love to work. I love, I love working for people. I really, really love that. Even as a self-employed person, where I go, um, you know, so if I'm teaching at your yoga studio or your office or what have you, I treat that place like it is my place. And I treat it like it's the best place in the world everywhere I go. Oh. And that, you know, quite possibly could be the way I received, um, you know, that should from my mom be, you know, responsible for, be responsible for my income. You know, mm-hmm. be like that. We all know when, when you're in a place that, you know, you've got, you know, financial um, exchange for your art, for the financial exchange for what you do daily, you know, that mm-hmm. in itself is, is, you know, it's a worthy lesson to learn from somebody, you know, that mm-hmm. you, you can set aside some of that worry. And again, it's not about sitting on stacks of money. It's about making that nice exchange for your time because in turn, then, you know, you end up with cash to pay for your, your home and your food and drinking the best water and taking yoga classes, you know, things yeah, like that. Yeah, I, I love it. Yeah. I, I just, your energy is so contagious. I'm just, I love it. I, I, um, I think, you know, I can I see it. how you inspire other people. Um, I get really excited about life. Yeah, and that you're turned on and tuned in. And I think that's, that's such a great goal for everybody listening is to really just, you know, it's not, it's not rocket science. What you're teaching is really to look within what we already have. And so I want to talk about, about play for a minute because that's something that used to come up a lot with my clients. 
when we would do the wheel of life and look at all the different parts of our lives and see how bumpy our wheels were, how, how are we living in right. each of the sections of our life. And the one section for recreation and play, or fun and recreation, they would be like, like a two out of ten. And I'd say, well, you know, how often do you have fun? Oh, yeah, I never go on vacations. I don't take time. For and it's like, that again, you don't have to go to have a spa day. You don't have to go book a zillion-dollar vacation to have fun. So if you can share one way for people to create and play, I would love that. Yeah, I'm so – I actually have little goosebumps that you chose to, to, to pick that. Um, the one thing I, I, I want to say right off the bat is you can't get it wrong. <laughs> you know, uh, this, and I say that um, because I am that, you know, I am that too much woman. When I come over, I've got a guitar. I've got a bag with markers in it. I've got, you know, I'm that person that busts <laughs> out the art supplies and puts on a crazy song and decides I've made up some dance moves to it. So, you know, I, I am the, you know, the too much friend. Um, but I do these things not because I'm so good at dancing or guitar or art. I do them because they're fun. And I know I can't get it wrong. And I say, just if something sparks you, and if that just feels like you just want to do a pencil sketch and some squiggles, I, I say you, you need to follow the spark. And if that means there's a good song come, come on, there's nothing that feels worse in the body than if a good song comes on and you don't even allow yourself to wiggle a little bit. And, mm-hmm. and all of us have been there because we all go shopping and they play music and all of a sudden there you <laughs> are. And it's like, seriously, no one else wants to sing along. Right? So we, we can hold ourselves back from play. And again, starting to mm-hmm. see play everywhere you go. Sing in the car. It doesn't matter if you know all the words, make the sounds, right? Hum along, uh, move your body, uh, play long, uh, play wrong, sorry. And, and within play, um, and for everyone, we're, we're, we're talking, because my, my book is to fiery and fabulous women over 50, um, but it applies to men, of course. But there is a sensuality that is in play that I love. Mm-hmm. There is something that, for me, there's a movement that's connected to the lower part of our body as well as that sensuality that's connected to the upper part of our body where we um, are hearing the beautiful music, seeing the beautiful colors of our, our pencils and our, you know, our drawings, um, tasting beautiful things. And then we've got that movement sensuality that's in the lower part of our body. And, and these kinds of like pleasures in our life, really fill up our energy. And we're looking for ways to increase our vitality, not decrease it. Play is going mm. to increase vitality. It's going to increase longevity. And we, we know we're living a lot longer than we have been living. And why not do it, you know, in this, uh, you know, place of play? Yeah, play. I love it. Follow the spark, ladies <laughs> and men. Yeah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I I I have to laugh most of the day, or or I haven't had a good day. <laughs> but right. I hang out with people who 
who have a great sense of humor and who are creative and interesting and fun and um yeah, and I dance in the house. I last night I took my shoes off and I just was sliding around on the floor and just having fun. Um, yeah, it, it, it does keep us young. It keeps us filled with energy. Um, so you touched on this a little bit, but I, you know, this, this, um, we're going to be speaking about feminine energy in the Woman of Value Club, which is my private membership group. And a lot of what I speak about is play. And so um, are there any other ways that you can think of to apply sacred responsibility to relationships? Yeah, um, top mind and what we're, you know, really doing, you know, as, as, as the community or the movement that the, this book is about is the relationship with yourself after 50. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and, and I, I, I think getting to know yourself again after 50 is going to be um, really one of the strongest things that we can do for ourselves. Um, moving forward as, as our relationships, as, you know, a partner, a, the right partner to, you know, walk the rest of your days with, but even your friendships, you know, your besties, your girlfriends, your guy buddies, um, you know, your relationships with your adult kids, um, all of these. Once we start to know ourselves, um, we, uh, I think that, then we know how we can step into each relationship being, um, you know, the, the one that mentors whatever our particular art is. So, you know, if we like to laugh and dance, like people know when they hang around with us that this is what's going to happen. And being, getting to know your authenticity again after 50, because we forget it. It's like we're digging up, you know, mm-hmm. digging up from the rubble because we have forgotten the things that make us laugh, make us move, make us happy. We've kind of forgotten it. And so we have to get to know ourselves again. And mm-hmm. in that, then we, we present that, you know, the memory of what we love into our relationships. So, you know, even as an example, if we are looking to get into a relationship, a partner, an intimate relationship, there is not going to be anything more exciting for you to show up on one of those first dates, on, on your next last first date, uh, being your authentic self, because you started to pay attention. You started to mm-hmm. get to know yourself, what you love. Um, you know, you're starting to rise and shine again for yourself. And showing up and, and being 100% your authentic self, that's going to, you know, quickly separate um, the people that will lift you up and light you up from the people that, you know, just don't get you. Mm-hmm. Right. So, uh, you know, and it. this, yeah. Um, and, we, and we don't need everybody to get us. No, that would be boring. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what? <laughs> I, I would say, say with regards to um, you know moving into uh, an intimate relationship over 50 for sure start to remember who you are and show up at that as that person because you want to move forward and um, and and be allowed to be yourself at every moment you know no, no like from here on in we are not dimming our light for anyone anymore 
Mm-hmm. You know, we're allowed to be uh, too loud. We're allowed to be uh, laugh too loud. We're allowed to dance too long. We're, we're, we're allowed to be all of it. And there is plenty of people out there that are going to be getting us and joining us and sharing all their art with us. Mm. I like it. Don't dim your light for anyone anymore. I think, you know, when we get to be over 50, we often just go, okay, we're done. We're done with all that. And no more, no more suppressing. Um, And hopefully, I mean, I, I would love to see more. So let's talk about your mission as we, as we end our show today. What would you like to see with women over 50? What is your mission? Uh, Well, I would continue to say um, getting to know themselves. Really get to know, like, just remember who you are. Um, And I I, I do want to say that in the book, I have this daily statement that I think is just, you know, really a a good place to point your arrow. And, and, And the daily statement is, today I open myself fully to living a sacred life. I call in now the people, places, and things that lift me up, light me up, and hold me up as the accountable, responsible, and authentic woman I am here to be. And so it is. Mm. So, you know, um, yeah, I I really wish for the sisterhood um, to to trust that each other has your back. Get your gal pals on board with this. Get your gal pals on board with... Um, with the self-care, with rise and shine. Do the things that you love. Um, get to know what makes you happy and walk towards that. And again, mm-hmm. for the women out there, I, I, I say we're gently building resilience as we cultivate joy in our lives. So that indeed, life is going to bring us weird things. We're going to get taken out now and then. But if we start to build resilience by doing the things that make us happy, we won't get taken out like we used to when we didn't make time for ourselves before. When, you know, we, we chose to, you know, keep putting our nose in everybody else's business. You know what? Adults can pick up their own socks. Adults can put the kettle on too. We don't have to do it all. Keep time for yourself. Keep building your resilience. And just start to enjoy each other. And I, I even... The, the thing about going on your last first date, I, I want to say this again. Mm-hmm. We don't need an end game. We don't need an end game for any of this. Enjoy the moment. Enjoy, like, be so excited that you're going to go and make a new friend, first of all. You're going to have some intelligent conversation, some hilarious conversation, some kooky conversation. Be very excited about it. Like, set any kind of anxiety aside about meeting other people and, and, and let this apply to not just, you know, connecting to an intimate partner, but to new girlfriends, to new guy pals, whatever that is for you. Um, but to treat each interaction with another person, like it's the, the best place you want to be. And it's the, you know, the best thing you could be doing for yourself. Does that, does that make sense? Uh, yeah, um, because I think what certainly what people mostly do is they come on each date hoping that they're going to find the one, and each date is a yeah. disappointment, and you know, and then they're burnt out because their people aren't what they expected, 
And so when you come in with an open mind and you come in thinking about what you're going to learn and how the conversation is going to go and take responsibility for your side of the conversation, like be interested and interesting. And yeah, um, yeah I mean, I have, I have fun dates. I, I, my mother said, was it worth it? That's a, that's her comment. Was it worth it? And I'm like, it's always worth it. <laughs> it's I worth my that. time if I, right? I mean, so it's, it's, it's I mean, like, I, yeah. you don't just go out with every single person, but I do vet people. And then when I'm on the date, I am there to enjoy. And so, yeah, I love it. I love, I love your parting words. Um, this has been an awesome conversation. It's such a necessary conversation, Kathy. And um, I love that you're doing this work. And I would love for you to share how people can reach you and buy your book. Sure, sure. So my website is reachyogalifestyle.ca. So like reach for the stars, reachyogalifestyle.ca. Um, so you can find me there. Um, my book is on Amazon. You could always order it from me and I can pop it in the mail too. So there's those options. Uh, but if you go on to reachyogalifestyle.ca, uh, there's a place where I've got the sacred portal for joining in on these kinds of conversations behind the scenes for people that are, you know, kind of have read the book or are into it. If you join that, automatically it's going to send you um, a 35-page document that has all these beautiful exercises. So it's a freebie. It, the exercises that are in the book, I turn them into their own document. And if you, you know, pop on there and, and register for the a sacred portal, you will get that, including a bunch of recordings of the exercises too. And then, you know what, you can get your little goodies and you can unsubscribe. That's okay by me. Get your treats and go. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. You're giving them and permission. I, <laughs> yeah. Because I, I, that's always a weird thing too, right? You only get the treats if you sign up and say, yeah, take your treats and go. I love you no matter what. I want you yes. to have them. <laughs> and, yes. and I will see you in the Women of Value group, Sandy. Oh, my gosh. I love it. I just lost you. Oh, am I back? Yep. You're back. I don't know what happened. You'll see me in what? what? In your Women of Value group. I'm very excited. Oh, great. So it's called Your Last First Date. The Women of Value is a different group. I have two groups. Um, so oh, Your excellent. Last First Where Date group is a free group. There. You can go to both. Um, that, that, so Your Last First Date is free. And the Women of Value Club is a membership program that's very inexpensive and is much deeper with exercises and, and much more of me. Um, but you're welcome to both, and you're welcome to come and yeah. go. <laughs> no obligations. This is, yeah, this is, this is great. It's great. Uh, I would love to really have you lovely there. chatting with you. Uh, yeah. You too. Yeah, Thank you so much there. for coming on the show. All right. Thank you, Kathy, and thanks, everybody, for listening today. And, ladies, if you are struggling to find a quality man, dating does not have to be so stressful. It doesn't have to feel like hard work. You can do what Kathy said and enjoy every date and just have fun. Um, (laughs) And if you want to learn more about what it would be like to get unstuck, I invite you to a complimentary love breakthrough session with me. In that session, I will help you to uncover the unconscious gaps, the things that you can't see that are keeping you from having the love that you want. And I will help you with a customized step-by-step blueprint to get 
to achieve your love goal, whether it's to be in a long-term partnership or get engaged or married. So grab a spot with me right away before my coaching practice is filled up. And you can get a free half-hour breakthrough session at lastfirstdate.com forward slash breakthrough. That's lastfirstdate.com forward slash breakthrough. And that is if you are serious about doing it now, not in five years, not when the kids are older, not when your job is done, but you really want to make love a priority, I would love to talk to you. So thanks again for listening today. And don't forget to rate and review our show over at iTunes. Thank you again, Kathy, and I hope everybody goes on their last first date very soon. Have a great day. Thank you.